Hey, thanks for joining us here at the Greater Albuquerque Church of Christ, where we strive to discover and reflect the fullness of Christ together. We hope this sermon inspires and encourages you in your walk with Christ. And to learn more about our local church or to support us, please visit abqcoc.com. Today is special missions. It's the last time in the year that we focus our church's energies on raising money for the work of the mission of Jesus Christ because of the good news of the gospel. And I just want to take a a very small amount of time today to remind you of the why we do what we do. It's so easy to get caught up and participate in the work of the church without fully understanding why we do it. Or just forgetting over time what motivated that initial calling. It's easy to come and serve and usher and sing and give and leave and forget why. And what I hope for today is that our whys can become grounded in some kind of biblical truth, original thought, back to that origin of studying the Bible for the first time. And not doing it because we're asked and not doing it out of somebody else's compulsion or encouragement, but doing it because of our love of Jesus, plain and simple. And I want to take time today to just to cast a vision of the story of the Bible for you, to remind you of what this is all about from start to finish, from Genesis to Revelation, from beginning to end. And as a people of God who believe truly in who Jesus was and believe in a biblical worldview, it's so important to impress upon us today a reminder why the mission matters so much. Why it matters that we're part of a global fellowship of churches that cares about all generations and all nations being saved. That views every person as important and valuable Children of God. Are you with me, church? The funny thing about the mission of Jesus and the work of the gospel is that the gospel, by definition, is good news. And what do you do with good news? You share it. You know this. I don't have to tell you that because that's what good news was made for. It's made for sharing. Sadly, in the world we live in today, the news that you see is monetized and negative and somehow addictive but good news good news the best news it doesn't cost a thing it don't need to be monetized we need to share it so today i hope to remind us why we do this why special missions You know, so far as a church, we've collected $39,000 for missions this year. It's a great beginning, but our goal is $52,000. And some of us haven't given. And if you're visiting with us today, we did not invite you here today so that you could give your money to a church that you're just now visiting for the first time. So please don't do that. Because we believe as a church that actually what God calls us to do is think in advance before we give. To plan what we give. And so when we give, the gift is acceptable. It's thought through. And so when we look in the beginning, you know, as we, as we look at the story of the Bible today, I want to do this kind of overview, overarching, start to finish 
and ask the question, what is God after? Yeah. What is God doing in the story of the Bible? What does God want? You know, in this complicated book, spanning millennia, is that a word, millennia? There are some defining moments I just want to look at together to cast a vision for what God is after. In Genesis chapter 1, in the beginning, you know the story. In verse 27, it said, So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. And don't miss this. Fill the earth. What did God want for his creation? This good, powerful, loving, amazing father. He put his creation in, in, into play, and then he finalizes it with, with, with this dust-born people. And he says, go fill the earth. You are my image bearer. My divine imprint is upon you. And that's why we believe it in this church that every person is important. That everyone is a child of God. That every person you ever come eyeball to eyeball with is God's child with God's divine imprint upon them. What was God after? God's intention was to fill the earth with the image of its creator. But you know the story. That's not what happened. As soon as the fruit was eaten, we knew the outcome of man. That instead of going and filling the earth with God's image, we would fill the earth with the stain of our own image. We would live life on our terms. We would try to do life our way. We would try to get what we wanted instead of filling the earth with God's glorious nature. And you know this is true because you've experienced it. You've lived it. And so have I. And we hear stories on stage. We hear testimonies. And it's the same story. Differing circumstances. But it's us as image bearers of God falling short. It's us choosing our own way, Isaiah 53. It's us turning our back on God and trying it our own way and destroying our lives and destroying the lives around us in the process and therefore our communities and therefore our world and how easy it is for us to cast judgment on other places and other things that go on. Yeah. Yeah. When we still ourselves fill our world with the very same stain yeah. of sin. And so God tries again. In Genesis 12, he finds some random guy named Abe. And old Abe, he calls him. And in Abraham's calling, we find the same message. In Genesis chapter 2, it says, The Lord said to him, Abram, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land. I will show you. I'll make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. Your name will be great. You'll be a blessing. I'll bless those who bless you. I'll curse those who curse you. And all the peoples on earth will be blessed through you. Wow. Right. Come on. <laughs> Amen. 
After Adam and Eve and their failure, and even within the first family that's recorded, we see murder. And we see this sin stain begin to fill the earth. And it corrupts everything. And things have gotten so, so bad. And God says, I'm going to try again. I love my, my children too much. I'll call Abe. Good old Abe. And God gives Abraham a mission as comprehensive as the scope of the problem on earth. But you know the story. Abraham goes into the world to be a blessing, to make God known. And he's fruitful and multiplies. But the sin, the stain lives on. And so you come to moments like in the book of Joshua, when now Abraham's descendants are millions of people and they're standing together in the promised land. And Joshua says, choose now who you will follow. Let's start over. Let's do it right this time. And they say, oh, we'll follow the Lord. And Joshua says, I don't think so. I know you too well. And so then the time of the judges and then the time of the kings and the nation of Israel. And what was the purpose of the nation of Israel but to make known God and his glorious nature. And yet they fail. And the prophets then point to the future and say something will come. And the Old Testament teaches us the scope that God is willing to go to. And the New Testament gives us the solution. But all the time, the mission was the same. Go bless the world. Be my image bearer. Be my representation to a lost and hurting world. And so God sends his son, and he gets it right, and he's the image bearer that we need. Yeah. And for it, he is killed. But he raises from the dead and he calls his, his, his followers together. And then, you know, these famous words, we talk about them a lot. We use it a lot in church. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to you. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. In John chapter 20, he says it this way. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. You are being sent for a purpose. Jesus was the second chance. Hebrews teaches that Jesus was the second Adam. He was the second chance to get it right. And his mission was clear. But is our mission clear? Or have we forgotten? Good question. Have we given up? Has our mission been about bringing people to church? Solely. Because that's not our mission, brothers and sisters. Yeah. Now, really bad thing for a preacher to say. Uh, doesn't fill the pews very well. Um, obviously, I believe in bringing people to church. But you are meant to be a blessing to the world. Amen. Yeah. Come on. You are meant to be the hope of the world. 
world needs a lot of hope. Jesus says, go, bless the world. Go make disciples. Go spread love. Go make God known. Our awesome God, who's full of goodness, rich in mercy, who loves all of his creation. And so what I want to do for you today, in the next 10 minutes, is talk about three things that I think are really, really important. What are these disciples being sent to do? Well, really the question we have to ask ourselves is, what was Jesus sent to do? And he makes it clear what he was sent to do, to, to, to seek and save the lost. But what does go and bless the world really mean? I think we have to go back into the story a little bit and see, okay, what, what is God working at here? Amen? And so I want to talk about three things, three ideas to kind of ground our missions service in rich biblical soil. And the first thing I want to talk about is this. God, by his nature, is a missionary. God is a missionary. This is who he is. It is what he's about. When we go back to the beginning, he said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness. And so these, these dust-born creations rise up and rebel against their good father, against their creator. I mean, what would you do if you were the creator? With these little pipsqueaks. What do you do with, with something that you make that goes wrong? You throw it out. Wow. But not God. Because God's a missionary. And he looked at these people and he loved them. In spite of how they hurt him, he loved them. And look what he does in Genesis 3. The Lord made garments of skin. For Adam and his wife, and he clothed them. Adam and Eve reject perfection personified, the Garden of Eden with God. They say, My way is better. Sin is unleashed on the world, but this all powerful and fully just Creator clothes and protects his creation and then sets the story in motion for their redemption. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. God is amazing. Yes, he is. Yeah. Right. And this has to be, brothers and sisters, the beginning of our conversation about why missions. Yeah. Why would I give money? Why would I go visit the Philippines? Why would I invite my neighbor? Why would I reach out? Why would I share my faith? It must be grounded in who God is. Not in what you need to go do, but who God is. The Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. God, our God, is a missionary. 
and he's on a mission. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. The second thing I want to tell you about today is that the mission of God is to bring healing and renewal to all things. Healing and renewal to all things. This is such good news. The gospel is such good news. The story of the Bible in four parts. The creation. The creation, I mean, life is good. God looks at it and he goes, this is good. And if God says it's good, it's good. Yeah. And it's good. But then the fall. And the fall is bad. The fall introduces death. How many of us have been hurt by death? The fall represents an attempt by us, humans, to explain and excuse and then normalize our evil through our intellect. We create our own moralities. We adjust God's creation to our liking. It corrupts our intellect. We begin to rationalize things, like destroying other image bearers, human trafficking, oppressing other people, injustice. Socially, we can't trust each other. We see broken families everywhere. We live in opposition instead of unity. We find ways to disagree with each other. Spiritually, we're broken and separated from God. The fall is bad. It's bad. But enter Jesus. God's plan for redemption. The opportunity that we have to change, to repent, to be forgiven. All of that stuff in our lives. It's amazing. And then to, in turn, be a part of restoration. Offering freedom for the oppressed. Salvation for the lost. Helping others reclaim their humanity in Christ. Because all are affected by the stain of sin. I was the worst. I was the worst kind of pagan. Come on, Josh. The worst. The worst. And if people came along and cared about me and invited me and spent long nights with me teaching me and helped me, And every good thing I have today, every success I have today, it's because of God. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Amen. It's because of my choice, albeit flawed many times, to try to live according to the word of God instead of my own way. It's not, it's not my goodness. It's not my decisions. It's not my great intellect. 
And one day God wants the whole world to be restored. Yeah. 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 And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, and the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. I love reading the scripture because I think of my wife on our wedding day, and I get goosebumps. <laughs> And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, look, God's dwelling place is now among the people and he will dwell with them. They will be his people and God himself will be with them and will be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. For the old order of things has passed away. He who is seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. This is our God. This is the mission. Healing and restoration is God's vision. God wants to restore everything. But here's the catch. Are you ready for the last part? You are his method. And there ain't no plan B. I've looked up and down the scripture. I've tried to find it. I've studied the Greek and the Hebrew. No, I haven't. I'm just kidding. I just read it in English, but it's not in there. It brings us to the third part. The last thing today. God brings healing and renewal through a missionary people. This is why, brothers and sisters. The why is the cross. Yeah. The why is your forgiveness. I was the worst of pagans, but many of you were too. Oh, yeah. We all know this. Oh, yeah. But but we can't we can't give anything today because oh I'm supposed to. Right. Or oh okay yeah I know. Or oh the. We have to ground ourselves in being fundamentally a missionary people because we understand our calling right. from God, who's a missionary, who's trying to restore and to heal a world that is in desperate need of it. This is our job. I knew, this, I knew this right away when I was reached out to because I was reached out to four times in a week by four different people that went to this church. And when I saw them all on Sunday, I went, huh. <laughs> and when I studied the Bible and read, go make disciples, I realized I was never involved in the mission of Jesus. I believed in God. I prayed Jesus in my heart a lot of times. I had salvation experiences, but I was never on the mission. How could I be a disciple of Jesus if I was never on the mission of Jesus? I knew right away, I am lost. And I knew what it meant. I needed to go out and seek and save the lost, and I was terrified. <laughs> terrified. Praise God for those men and women that helped me. Yeah. Amen. In Genesis 12, we see again the calling of Abraham. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. All peoples on earth will be blessed through you. This is our calling. This is our mission. And this is why it will always be of essential importance. We can't lose the specialness of our movement that has long taken seriously the missionary work of the gospel. God's plan is on full display in the scripture. All the peoples will be on earth, on earth will be blessed through you. Can you imagine 
how Abraham must have felt to be so blessed. And he was. You read his story, and he's not exactly got it all together. He makes a lot of pretty important mistakes. But God works with him. And he blesses him like in crazy ways. This dude walks out of Egypt with all of Pharaoh's stuff. <laughs> Nobody does that. And everyone's looking at this guy like, whoa, who have you got on your side? Yeah. And Abraham did not think that God was blessing him so that he would be blessed. And this is the mistake that many of us make this morning, is that we have this idea that God blesses us because we're Christians. God blesses me because I've made the right decisions. God blesses me because I'm blessed. But when you understand the mission, then you understand that God blesses us so that we will be yeah. a blessing yeah. to others. And when you understand that, then everything that God's blessed you with, yeah. you become a conduit, you become an agent, you become an ambassador. Yeah. The blessings in your life are not for you to be blessed. The blessings in your life are for you to be a blessing. If you have time, if you have money, yeah. if you have family, if you have food, if you've been given much, yeah. it's, you are not the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. You are the vessel. Mission. Come on, Josh. The world needs you. Yeah. Albuquerque needs you. Yeah. We're going to do it this time as we're going to say a prayer. And then our children are going to come in and give their special missions. Yeah. And we're going to sing a song to close out our service. And when the song is over, you're dismissed.